This episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. There's never been a better time to get serious about that book idea that's been rattling around in your head. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, deadlines, and step-by-step guidance while you write so that you can actually finish your book. Your book coach will give you the customized tools and blueprints to success that are so often lacking in the traditional publishing world. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill sets needed to become great book coaches themselves. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can help other writers reach their goals. Just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more info and to get a free seven-day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. You know, writer and writer's block does, it does exist, I think, in the sense that, and I'm not trying to make light of what people go through with that. I, I'm solely just offering up, you know, something else to do while that's happening. And then you'll find yourself writing again because, you know, what's, what's a couple of minutes, you know, 30 mm. seconds to try a game. But no, I was just, uh, I was just going to say that I, I think writer's block can sometimes just mean that we, we need to like make more space so that the answers can come in. Greetings and welcome back to The Writer Files. I'm your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this file, the award-winning actress, comedian, and screenwriter, Georgina Marie, returned to chat with me about fulfilling her childhood dream of writing for Disney, how writers can rewire their inner critic, improv as a writing and life philosophy, and secrets for beating block and creating countless ideas. The talented multi-hyphenate storyteller started out writing and producing plays during her stint at NYU's dramatic writing program, and has gone on to write for several animated TV shows, including a popular kids series for Disney. Georgina is also an actress with extensive film and TV experience, as well as a prolific award-winning audiobook narrator. She writes and performs comedy regularly on stage at UCB, the Improv, and the Comedy Store, and teaches improv to students across the country, including at studios in Hollywood, where she's coached writers of all genres. Her recent book, Improv for Writers, 10 Secrets to Help Novelists and Screenwriters Bypass Writer's Block and Generate Infinite Ideas, is aimed at aspiring and professional writers, novelists, and screenwriters suffering from block and even those new to the craft. In part two of this file, Georgina and I discussed reasons writers need to be in the present and less self-conscious, how to turn off your inner critic and jumpstart your creativity. What it's like to work with and write for iconic Disney characters. Why writers should unbox their childhood dreams and literary inspirations. Her conspiracy theories about Shakespeare and why unplugging and creating boundaries are so critical for beating block. And if you could do me a huge favor and you support the show, please head over to survey.libsyn.com slash writerfiles and fill out a short seven question survey. It's like a multiple choice so that we can learn a little bit more about you, our audience. That's survey.libsyn, spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, dot com slash writer files. And thank you. And of course, if you missed the first half of the show, you can find it in the show notes. 
the archives at writerfiles.fm, and you can find the last 100 episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. When you're improvising on stage, part of what makes you proceed forward is that there are eyeballs on you and your decision to do it. You know, you have to make that decision. I'm going to write this chapter. I'm going to walk out on stage and and portray a, a broomstick. I'm going to be this. I've decided <laughs> that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And part of what keeps you from turning back and running back going, I have two legs. I'm not a broomstick. How can I do this? I don't know. Part of what stops you from freaking out about that is, you know, the training, knowing the rules and commitment to them and the rule of commitment. And importantly, the audience, they're, they're a big pressure cooker they're watching. They're they're expecting. You, you can't let them down by doubting yourself. And the timer is meant to represent in the best way possible the audience. Just a little yeah. bit of pressure, you know? Um, and, and you could turn that timer off and you could run away from what you're writing, but you probably won't because, you know, like the audience, you know, they're not following you home and they're not they're not <laughs> screaming at Hopefully. you and they're not they're just, they're, they, they want to, they truly left their house because they want to have a good time. They didn't come out to bug you. And it's the same thing. The timer's sitting there. It's there. It's, it's, it's humming along and you're going to finish the piece and you're, you're going to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. You might, you might notice, you might know this is going to be a great story. You might be as you're writing going, Oh, okay. I've found, I've solved a problem I was trying to solve or, Whoa, this is an interesting ride. And I hope that's happening. I hope that's happening. Sorry, well, you were going to say. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I'm, I'm just going back to the, to the book and, and how um, important I think it is for right now, especially since it's such a, kind of a tense time in history, maybe, um, where, you know, we're constantly being barraged by, yeah. uh, you know, seemingly bad news or, or, you know, who knows what. It just, it's not, it's kind of this time in history where everyone's kind of, I don't know. Is everyone impatient, more impatient than normal? That's what it seems like to me. Everyone's uh, kind of uh, lost in a cloud of their own thoughts and, and you know, uh, somewhat maybe despondent or not paying as close of attention. And I think one of the one of the great takeaways of this book is that you know, really asking writers to come back to now. Maybe yeah. is that what we're talking yeah. about? And yeah, really, really, really focusing is. on the moment and 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 that's kind of what will help to kindle creativity. And, you know, we've been talking about, um, especially recently with neuroscientist Michael Gribko about procrastination and why we do it. And maybe especially why writers kind of beat themselves up when they procrastinate. And then it becomes this wicked feedback loop where you're, you feel some shame because your inner critic is kind of always there, right? Always kind of 
like uh, part of part of what you're talking about is like turning off that inner critic and that that analysis paralysis right Mm -hmm. so that you can get back to what you why you came to writing maybe in the first place and it wasn't for every you know sometimes it's okay you had a teacher in an english class in high school that that you know gave you an a plus on on an essay but you know a lot of times it's because it's fun writing should be fun i agree and you 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 said it yourself it's about it's something about surprising yourself and when you surprise yourself on the page that's when it becomes really novel and, and interesting and fun and that's i think what what your book is it's really getting back to and i think it's important yeah i i i really agree that was said very well and now it's it's i don't i think it's actually impossible to improvise well on stage if you're not present you just you're going to miss so much. You're missing what the person across from you is saying. You're not hearing. I mean, there's just, there's so much when we're thinking or planning, you know, what's next or that thing that just happened, I should have done it better. There's really no place for it in the now because that was, there's future and there's past and they just, they have no, they, they do not belong in the now. And when we're moving in the direction of those and focusing on them, we're missing what's in front of us right now. And that's these, I mean, that's what I'm, my attempt to do is with these games is to kind of focus on a different element or a different place right now in this moment. And everybody, it's different what gets people into the, into the moment, into the present. But I offer up a couple of different ideas on doing that. But the, the thing about this book is I'm giving I'm giving people space to create for just a couple minutes. And that's all I'm asking for. Like people don't have to do the whole book. Just like try a game, uh, just a couple of minutes, understand how it's supposed to go before you dive in, like with the rules. Because if you don't know that you're not supposed to judge yourself or to commit, it's hard to jump in. And also if you haven't arrived in the present moment, like all of those things sort of fit together and then they become seamless later on once you've been kind of practicing and use working with the philosophy. And I do really feel like improv is a philosophy for life too. Um, that's actually the precursor to this book was a book that I'd been writing about that, that I've, I've just been sort of working on and jotting notes down because I'm, I'm constantly amazed the same things that it's like writing, same things that we're, we're working on in our writing sometimes are coming out in our life too. But in, in improv, the things that my students were working on were the things that they were also, you know, in class, they were struggling with in life. And that was when I had an aha moment when it was the same thing for me. A teacher pointed that out to me. Hmm. He said, you're doing this thing in your scenes. I can see you do it at the side of the stage before you walk on, before you walk out. And, and, and he asked questions. He didn't just tell me, you know, what I was doing. Um, Craig Kukowski is really talented teacher and improviser and, and great improvisers. When you, when you watch them, they're, they're very, they're actually quite relaxed. You're not nervous because of what they're going to do. They seem very in control. And, and, and there's, there's a certain, you know, thing that comes with that. And then you go and you talk to them later and they're, they're like that. They're not antsy and edgy and tweaking. They're, they're just very comfortable with who they are. They're very comfortable with themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you put it, well, not only that improv is the 
antidote to criticism, which is a great yeah. life philosophy also. But um, you, you, said, you were saying that uh, self-consciousness is the enemy of creativity. And so that's a, that's a lack of self-consciousness. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking about like what your arm or your leg is doing, you're not hearing that the person across from you has made you a waitress and you're supposed to be like wiping down a table in a diner. If you miss <laughs> that information, the scene falls apart or, you know, that per the other person covers for you and helps lift you up, hopefully, um, because that's that's good improvisation, too, is, you know, constantly giving being very generous to the other person, seeing that they they miss that information or they're faltering, not making a joke out of them just to get a laugh from the audience. Because you could, you could, you could say like, you're totally an idiot. I just said that. Are you not listening? Um, unless you're doing that like kind of comedically, you know, and, and that's, that's a whole other thing too. But, you know, when you get really, when people get really comfortable with improv, they do start to break those rules a little bit. But being a good improviser, I just started noticing that, I really noticed that people who are good at it we're also like, seem to be really like people I'd want to hang out with, you know, people I mm -hmm. do hang out with. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're generous, they're thoughtful, they're listening, they're present. And what more could you ask for in, in a, a friend and, and somebody or a writing partner and, um, and to be, to be that kind of person. I want to be that kind of person. And I found that the rules of improv have, have helped me do that. And they've helped, helped me with my writing too. That's outstanding. So the book is, let's talk a little bit about the way the book is set up because it go it transitions from these exercises and games and obviously you need to learn those rules you talked about to start out and then transitions into, from the rules to kind of applying improv to these story elements, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's really in a couple of sections there. That's the first part is going over those, well, kind of explaining like what we're doing and going over the rules. And I, I would really recommend, like, I would not recommend diving into the games until like going over and really understanding the rules. Cause it'll, yeah. I mean, you could just play the games. It's, you know, totally fine. It's totally fun. And I could certainly take a room full of people and we could just start, you know, just start playing, playing the games. But I just know from teaching, from years of teaching, some of the things, the little pitfalls that we, that, you know, the things that happen because we're human, we judge ourselves and we stop ourselves and we criticize ourselves. And, um, we, we do a lot of, a lot of these things and we're just making a space where we don't do that so much. And so the first part of the book is kind of talking about that. And, and then the second part is, um, how the games and can apply playing games that apply to story elements. And when I had the proposal for the book, I only had the first, I only had the first part. I'd written the, a lot of the second part, the story elements. And I decided, no, I'm, I'm not writing a book about writing. I'm, I'm writing a book about improv and the rules of it. And so that was the book that went out in the proposal was about the rules of improv. And one of the desks that that manuscript, the, the proposal landed on was Lisa Westmoreland at 10 Speed Press. And she wrote me and she was interested, but she was wondering if I had, if I could like apply the, if I had some material where I could apply the rules to writing, to story and dialogue and character, et cetera. <laughs> I about leaped out of my seat. <laughs> mm. I wrote her back right away and I said, it's so funny you should say that. I pulled that out of the proposal. It was in the proposal and I pulled it out and yeah, I have it. And I was able to email her. We put it back together and I was email able to email it to her and and begin the discussion about bringing the book in the, into the world. But we kind of even improvised the book in that sense. And it wasn't that I, I doubted 
the power of the games for it. It was just more of like a strategic decision. And, you know, uh, just knowing that I wasn't writing a book on writing, I, that's a, it seems like that's a kind of a, that's kind of a big thing. You know, Stephen King is writing a book on yeah. writing. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, that's not what I was, I didn't want it to be like that. I just wanted to write something playful and like, you know, here's, here's some th- games to try, you know, to accomplish these rules. And then it expanded. And I'm, I'm so pleased because I mean, I can use it too. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool because, you know, I mean, well, obviously your experience as a, a comedian and an act, actor really come through and, but also just your kind of your joy of, of the, of the work. It's a lot of fun to read. And oh, uh, yeah, no, I caught myself laughing at times or, you know, just kind of like, wow, this is great. I mean, I hadn't, I haven't, I don't remember a book similar to this, you know, and I've come across a lot of those, you know, of course, everyone's dipped their toe into Stephen King's on writing and it, it's great. It's full of good, it's good. It's full of great stories and it's very, he's a great writer, obviously, but it's completely the opposite of this book. And, uh, I think the only thing I've, I've run up against, the only book I found maybe the similar I'm sure listeners can uh, leave us a comment over on writerfiles.fm about some of their favorite books that might have some, some similar kind of exercises. The one I found was um, Brian Kitely's The 3 a.m. Epiphany, uh, Uncommon Writing Exercises That Transform Your Fiction. And, and you know, he comes from a, from a very academic standpoint, but, but he has some great, uh, and they're more, I think they're more technical exercises, but, but, uh, I don't know. You t- I mean, I think, I think this is so applicable to, as you said, just, um, the writing life, but just in life in general. So it's a good one. Well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, it's so intense, like, uh, writing a book and <laughs> getting yeah. it and getting it published. And it's, yeah. it's been, it's been crazy. How long start to finish do you think it took from kind of the proposal to, that, you know, feeling confident about that final draft? I mean, going through the, like a a traditional, the traditional publishing route has been amazing, but a a much lengthier, it's been, it's been a more of an experience than like time-wise than I anticipated, which has been good because there's been so much that's developed from it and taking that time and really working the material and looking it over. Um, because this book kind of flew out of me. I I was um, doing a workshop and I'll be doing an, another one again th- this fall with Scriptwriters Network. And it's so fun to kind of bookend it because, <laughs> bookend it. <laughs> when I when I got invited to speak to the to the writers there, I w- had mainly been, you know, performing and, and writing was something that I wanted it to be more a front burner thing. I mean, I've doing stand-up, you're writing every day. You're always like jotting down jokes. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. But when I went to do that workshop. I thought, oh, I, I know from doing stand-up because I've done some public speaking, I know you're supposed to have a book to sell in the back of the room. And I was like, well, I better pull it together. And so <laughs> I just, I wrote this thing. I don't know. It was a fever dream. I I, I wrote it so fast and I um, looked up places to like, you know, print on demand places. I found a place where I can take the email them and they'd print out copies and I'd have them at the back of the room. And I thought, oh, you know what? I, you know, I want to publishing is like, this is still serious. Like I want to have a friend of mine, take a look at this. And she 
was an aspiring editor, but very savvy. And um, my, my friend Gabby, and she looked at it and she was like, you know, I don't think it's, your voice is very clear, but I don't think it's ready to publish. And when she had that honest conversation with me, and I'll never forget that because like, who wants to hear like your work isn't ready, especially when you're an improviser and you're like, I did it. Isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm. Move on Uh, to go. I did it. It, Oh, it, Oh, it needs some, it needs some, some work. Okay. That's, that's different. All right. Let's, uh, let's settle into this. Not that I don't know rehearsal process. And, you know, of course, editing is very important, but it halted that process of self-publishing and, and then I took a deep breath and started looking at it. And then I thought, you know, I, do work in audio publishing, narrating a lot of audio books. I thought, well, why not, why not give it a shot to see if I, if there's any publisher interest. And then I got, you know, had done a writer's conference, Hay House Writer's Conference, which was amazing and met KN, the people at KN Literary, Literary, um, Kelly Nataris, and they did the proposal for me. And that was a long process. Uh, That was months and months. And, um, and then when I had that done, I just, you know, did some of the things you're not supposed to, which was send it out to multiple people and got my agent and who's wonderful. And I just, it, it was a long process, but I did more traditional steps along the way while breaking some of the rules. So hmm. that's sort of the journey. It's been several years now. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about kind of all the different things you do. Are you presently working on another book? Uh, for myself as a writer? Yeah. Well, you mentioned you mentioned a follow up to this book, Improv, Improv for Writers Part Two, the sequel. <laughs> There's, yeah, <laughs> there, I mean, I, I mean, I am coming up with more and more games, and you know, if this if this book does well, and I and I hope that people enjoy it. Um, there, I'm certainly, I, I feel like I can talk about creativity and improv all day long. I really am passionate about it. I really do love it, and so we'll see. I haven't, uh, I'm mostly working on some content so people can have some additional places to go to get questions answered from the book. So I'm writing that and and writing some articles. Um, I have several children's books that I've been working on and then just a bunch of scripts and that I've been pitching and shows that I've been pitching around town. Um, my husband is an artist, so we have shows that we've created together Wow. And we're pretty, we're pretty busy. I've got this children's book, um, The Bubble Chicken, okay, and Bubble Chicken Loves You. And it's a children's <laughs> book and a children's show. And we have a puppet built for Bubble Chicken. And so we're just, we're just awesome. very silly, playful, sweet stuff that, you know, creating. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about writing for Disney. I know we were talking about that a little bit earlier, but you have been working on some animated uh, TV stuff, right? Yes, yes. Mickey and the Roadster Racers. And now there's a, a new season, new new show, Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures. And I've been, I've gotten to write for both. I'm freelance, um, which has been, which is what has enabled me to be writing this book. Um, so in between, I'm, I've been balancing those and uh, writing for Mickey Mouse and Minnie. Well, I started, I've mostly written for Minnie Mouse and Daisy mm. and Goofy and Donald. And I, you know, and I just, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that must be, be kind of surreal because yeah, yeah. a surreal um, experience because these are beloved characters from all of our youth and then to kind of uh write and embody some of that must be really more surreal since wasn't didn't the original 
Minnie Mouse voice actress recently pass? Oh, Ruthie, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, she was just the loveliest. I, I've met so many people in the industry and she was Minnie Mouse. She, (laughs) she embodied her and just this, just so sweet to me. And before she even knew that I had written the episode or had anything to do with the show, I actually had met her in the parking lot. And I just will never forget that. Like how, how generous and sweet and, and genuinely, I don't know, beautiful and bouncy a person can be i just yeah i'm getting <laughs> very hmm. t- very touching very touching the the experience of knowing her and yeah just you know sad that 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 happened but i i am honored that i got a chance to work with her and and that's the uh, voice actors on the show i mean i've been a voice i'm a voice actor i've been voicing you know doing all sorts of things and there is a couple of people that come into that room and it's like oh now that's how it's done okay <laughs> <laughs> Just Jim Cummings it. is just like, yeah, just extraordinary. And, and, um, Daniel who do, does Donald Duck for the show, the shows that I'm, I write on is, is just, it's like, wow, how did you, that's not an easy character to do and be able to understand what he's saying and sing. So yeah, really amazing. But I, I have to tell you something, cause this is like a really, this hit me really hard when I realized it when I was a kid and I didn't, there was not. I did not grow up in a very wealthy family. It was not a lot of money. But I, I really, like most kids, like just loved the Disney stories. But it mm-hmm. really impacted me because, um, I don't know, I just felt really connected to it. And I remember standing on the dirt road and kind of looking up at the stars and thinking, I want to write for Disney. And I was pretty young, too. Like, I don't know. I knew that I wanted to be a writer because that's mostly what I've wanted to be since I wanted to be a cowgirl, you know, when I was like Mm. five, Mm -hmm. um, writer cowgirl. And I had that (laughs) thought, I want to, I want to write for Disney. And I've been here in LA, you know, just pursuing, trying to break in and do voices for Disney. And I've done some stuff for Nickelodeon and, you know, just, just doing the hustle as an actor and comedian. And, um, I thought for sure, oh, it's like, I'm, it's, I'm going to be working for Disney. I know it'll happen one day, but it'll be doing voices. And so when this came about and it was as a writer, I had forgotten I'd had that dream as a kid. And that's, I, that's why that, that chapter about like in the, in the book about like, what, what were you drawn to as a child? I think mm-hmm. it's important. I think it's important to look at what you were reading, whether, you know, even if it, whatever, like graphic novels, of course it all counts. Like what, what were you what were you interested in? What were the movies? What were the stories that pulled you in? Because I think there's something important there. And so when that happened for me and it was like, I got a shot at proving myself and trying and doing, you know, just you do a premise and then an out, outline and you sort of prove yourself at every step of the, every stage of the writing for animation. You're not just handed like, Hey, here's your, or I wasn't like, here, here's your gig. Um, it was just very, it really was, I'm just very grateful because it's connected to something from like childhood. That's, that was like (laughs) this, you know, you know where you were. Like, I I hope most people can connect to their childhood like that and remember certain things that they wanted. And I think that it can be a powerful piece of a writing too, if it's plays in, in some way, not necessarily working for a, a certain company like, like mine, but like, (laughs) oh maybe you really like had this collection of elves that you drew or something and then well you know what maybe there's something there you know 
Remember that? Yeah. Repurpose those dreams. Yeah. Unbox them. Yeah. I love that sentiment. Um, Well, before we talk a little bit more about the book, where to find it, where to find you, and leave uh, listeners with any writerly advice you may have, I was going to ask you a couple goofy ones, maybe slightly tweaked from your uh, suggestion prompts. So if you could have dinner with any author from any era, from all expense paid dinner to your favorite restaurant in the world, where would you go and who would you take? Oh, I can bring guests? You can bring whoever. No, I don't need any guests. <laughs> no guests. No. Uh, okay. No, I, I, um, I, I, it's very, the answer came very quick to me. It's definitely William Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I think, I think my husband would enjoy that conversation too. So I wouldn't want to leave him out. And, uh, you know, anybody else that was around for, for dinner, I think we'd have a really good time. Where, where would you go? Oh, oh, good, good question. <laughs> uh, this is going to sound so LA, but um, it was a, it was a restaurant in the Bay Area first, Cafe Gratitude. Mm, mm. Let's see. Oh, do you, do you think Shakespeare was just one person or do you think he was a, a few different people? Which school? Oh. Wow, there are a lot of theories about that. And in in high school, I was I was even making up my own theories. I'm pretty sure that mm. that Shakespeare was a pirate, you know, because of his he's got a, a one one ear pierced, and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think he spent time like, you know, doing li- living life, going on mm. an adventure like all of us should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you enjoy uh, Shakespeare in Love? Isn't that a story really yes. about writer's block? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great movie. I, I really like that. Yeah. You know, writer and writer's block does, it does exist, I think, in the sense that, and I'm not trying to make light of what people go through with that. I, I'm solely just offering up, you know, something else to do while that's happening. And then you'll find yourself writing again because, you know, what's, what's a couple of minutes, you know, mm. 30 seconds to try a game. But no, I was just, uh, I was just going to say that I, I think writer's block can sometimes just mean that we we need to like make more space so that the answers can come in so i think like stephen king like going for a walk is really important or going into nature and Mm. and just kind of stepping away from it for a moment and then you know you do that and then maybe later in the shower you know where all our ideas come to us on walks and in the shower and drying the dishes the answers will be there so i think i think i think writer's block is I think we're all looking for a little bit of space. I know, I know I am. It's just, there's so much happening and, and people do want answers from everybody really quickly and it's creating boundaries. And so when writer's block happens, I think we create some boundaries for ourselves and, and mm. the boundary just might be, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to go like do something I really enjoy doing for a moment in time. And then, and then I'll come back to this and we'll see if I'm a different person or not, or if I'm, I'm different from, making a change like that. I think getting back to the simple things and and then, you know, boop, here comes a character and it's like, hey, you know what you should do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So coming back to Improv for Writers, this is a fantastic book. Um, I do love the be in the moment stuff. And obviously you talk about breathing exercises, meditation, sitting in silence. Um, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with maybe taking a long walk or you know, just taking a minute to be present, right? Yes. We will, of course, drop uh, a link to all the things Georgina 
marie.com. <laughs> yep. We'll put your Facebook page on there, georgina.marie, uh, Twitter, Georgina Marie. And uh, what else do you want to point listeners at to connect with you out there? Of course, I'll drop a link to the book, which is out now. And it is uh, really, really, I think, a great tool. Oh, thank you so much. I, I I am new to Instagram, so I'm I'm Georgina is Jojo, which Jojo is a character, is like my stand up persona. Um, mm-hmm. Georgina is Jojo on on Instagram, kind of with that crazy spelling that I have. Cool. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And for listeners who who might not know how to spell it, it's J O R J E A N A. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to leave uh, your fellow scribes with before we sign off here? And again, I will just uh, mention the title of the book one more time in full. Um, so you can find it there on Amazon or wherever you find your books. Improv for Writers, 10 Secrets to Help Novelists and Screenwriters Bypass Writer's Block and Generate Infinite Ideas. Yeah, over to you. Oh, just, uh, I just want to play. So I, I love, I love, um, I'd love to hear, you know, from people who tried and come up with something that, you know, maybe is unexpected or, you know, the things that come from trying the games. I'm, I'm excited to hear about them. And I love sharing in the celebration of exploration and discovery and, and the adventure that writing is. Yes. And yes. And I love it. All right. I'm glad I got that in there. Thank you. Georgina, it has been truly a pleasure and please come back and visit us again and drop more writerly wisdom uh, on us. But uh, we appreciate your time. I would love that. Thank you so much, Kelton. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of the Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.